This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. If you think you know ChatGPT, think again. There's some recent releases and leaks that aren't just new features, but it's going to change the way that we all even use ChatGPT. So we're going to tell you about some of those new features, functionalities, leaks, and more on today's episode of Everyday AI. Welcome. My name's Jordan Wilson. I'm your host, and Everyday AI is for you. This is your daily live stream podcast and free daily newsletter helping everyday people like you and me learn and leverage AI. So we're going to be talking today a lot about ChatGPT, a little bit, kind of a brief history lesson. Uh, also, some some updates that have come over the last month or two, but most importantly, maybe, is some recent leaks uh, that have just started circulated, uh, that have started circulating uh, in the last couple of days. And we're also going to kind of project the future for ChatGPT. So uh, as a reminder, if you're new here, please go to youreverydayai.com, sign up for the free daily newsletter where we keep you in the loop, not just with what's going on in the world of AI news, but also if this episode is helpful, we're going to break it down in a much more detailed level. All right. And also a little bit of a switch up today. Uh, kind of, this is kind of pre-recorded, but we're also debuting it live. Don't worry. So I'll be in the comments, uh, you know, answering any questions that you have, but I'd love to know, and this is not just for our live stream audience, but for the podcast audience as well, make sure you check out the show notes. And we always leave a link back to subscribe to the newsletter, but to also join in the conversation. Uh, that's what we're trying to do at everyday AI is to build, a. The, the world's largest community of AI enthusiasts uh, who are learning and working together. So tell me, what do you think of the future of ChatGPT? Well, I've got some hot takes, so make sure you stick around uh, for those. But let's just go ahead. Let's go ahead and dive in. And this is also, you know, even if you use ChatGPT every single day, I think today's episode is going to be especially helpful for you because we're going to go over um, a brief timeline of everything that has happened so far in everyone's favorite chatbot. It's your favorite, right? Um, or are you more of a, you know, Bard or Bing chat or maybe Anthropic Cloud? Uh, but let me know. But let's let's go ahead. Let's just dive straight into it. Um, and let's take an overview of, of what's new, okay? And when I talk about what's new, it's important to keep in mind that some of this is unofficially official right? Uh, the way that ChatGPT and OpenAI works is they release things in batches, right? Um, and, and sometimes they start to kind of uh, roll out new features in very small waves without even making an announcement on these, uh, right? So uh, some of these things, and I'll, I'll make sure to describe them as we go along. So some of these things are kind of unofficial. Chat, uh, OpenAI has not um, you know, released all of these things yet. However, many users have already uh, reported these that are already being tested in the wild. Uh, so keep that in mind. These may be available for you. I always tell people like log out of your chat GPT account, you know, clear your cookies, clear your cash, because uh, sometimes you might get access to these a little sooner that way. Uh, so let's talk about what's technically new. 
All right. So we're there's one that I'm extremely excited about, uh, which is all tools mode. Okay. Uh, that's number one. Uh, number two is apparently, reportedly, uh, the knowledge cutoff has been moved, has been updated. There's some mixed reports about this. We're going to get into that uh, here in a second. And then also kind of what's new is a big announcement, presumably. Uh, so November 6th, uh, OpenAI is having their developer conference where um, you know there's a couple of things that are already expected. Uh, but we're going to talk also about some things that they may announce or at least talk about uh, kind of where we think ChatGPT is headed. All right. Does that sound good? Are y'all ready to get into this? Um, maybe, maybe I'm a dork. I've done probably uh, looking back at it uh, at least sixty plus uh, live streams and, and podcasts on ChatGPT. You know, our team has even been using the GPT technology since uh, I believe it was either late 2020, early 2021. So um, we are very hands on. Uh, I usually start and end my day uh, in chat GPT, right? So from the morning, you know, I, I have a couple prompts that I run every single day before I start uh, the everyday AI show. Um, and even in bed, you know, sometimes if my mind is racing and I can't sleep, I, I get on chat GPT on my phone and, 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 you know, do some research and try to learn some new things. So I uh, spent a lot of time in chat GPT, uh, but let's, let's, let's go over a little bit here of the history. All right. The history of GPT. Okay. So that's important to know. So let's talk about that. GPT is the model. So, you know, I want GPT-1, GPT-2, GPT-3, 3.5, 4, etc. right? So uh, in 2020, in early 2021, that's when we really got the first official taste of OpenAI's GPT large language model, right? So that's when some of those uh, first early uh, models started to roll out and become commercially available. Uh, so, you know, that's that's even when our team started to use these. So um, I'll kind of probably use the term here, wrappers, right? Um, which is not meant to, uh, you know, be a disrespect to any of these companies that are creating great products. Um, but essentially how this works, and, you know, if you're not familiar, I'm going to try to explain it to you. But OpenAI, the maker of ChatGPT, has an API. And any company, you and me could go and do this tomorrow, but essentially any company can apply um, and get access to their, AP, to their API and bring some of the core functionality of the GPT uh, large language model to its own consumers. And you can do your own training on it. You can add your own features, your own functionality, right? So uh, some of them are just strictly what people would call wrappers. You know, they maybe make a couple modifications to the GPT model, do a little training, slap a couple features, and they call it a full-fledged product. And then there's there's also those that I think uh, have created enough uh, differentiation that they are full-blown products, right? So that's important to know. But essentially, late 2020, early 2021 is when we started to see some of these uh, you know, quote unquote wrappers, some of these GPT products uh, being released. You know, some of the earlier, more popular ones that, you know, we used a lot were, were Jarvis, uh, Copy AI. Uh, so maybe you've heard of some of those. Maybe you, you've you used some of those. All right. So that's the first thing on our kind of history timeline. Uh, the next one is Chat GPT's release. And I think this was, for the overwhelming majority of people, this was their first uh, kind of taste of this uh, generative AI technology. Uh, you know, I remember, you know, so, you know, it was released in November uh, 2022, but 
I, I remember during December, January, it was just such a wave. I mean, even if you turn on the nightly news, it's everything was chat GPT, right? Uh, because I think this really opened people's eyes uh, for a long time. I even remember showing people, you know, the GPT technology early on and people were like, oh, okay, interesting. Um, cool, right? Okay, can write stuff. But I think uh, kind of when the concept of uh, having a conversation with a large language model, that's really what was, I think, debuted in chat GPT because previously, um, you know, a lot of these other GPT tools weren't really based in, in this conversational, right? Like, like a text message, like back and forth. It was more like, hey, you can work inside of uh, a document or there are these kind of uh, features where you can, you know, click and say, oh, I want marketing copy and you kind of fill in the blanks. But um, I think this is uh, with ChatGPT's release, it was the first kind of uh, mainstream um, introduction to speaking to AI, to speaking and having a conversation with a large language model. Uh, so obviously the that late November 2022 and bursting into early 2023, uh, ChatGPT was just about everything, right? I mean, you're talking commercials, late night shows. It was everywhere. All right. So early 2023, you know, sticking on the timeline here, uh, a lot of big releases that were uh, rolled out inside ChatGPT. So uh, that was the new model, GPT-4. So going from, you know, three to 3.5, which was, uh, I think, initially called Turbo, so a faster version, to what we have now, which is GPT-4, which is the most powerful, flexible, and robust uh, of um, OpenAI's models. You know, reportedly, I think it's 1.8 trillion parameters uh, inside the GPT-4 model. Okay, but not just that. In early 2023, you also saw the introduction of plugins, which check the show notes, check the comments. We've done so many episodes on why businesses, individuals, everyone should be using plugins. My gosh, it is still, still to this day, I think the most untapped um, tool uh, in anyone's arsenal in generative AI by far. Uh, if you're not using plugins, we talk about plugin packs all the time. So being able to use three different plugins within ChatGPT, it is one of the most powerful things out there. All right. So Early 2023, we saw GPT-4 plugins, the introduction of Browse with Bing, which was then pulled months later, then brought back, uh, Code Interpreter, and also the uh, the announcement of, of ChatGPT Enterprise. All right. And then uh, let's go to the most recent. All right. So we went through early 2023. So the most recent in the last couple of months, uh, some official announcements we've seen, uh, what a lot of people are calling GPT-4v or vision mode, right? So that is uh, the ability to speak, you know, so on the mobile app, um, ChatGPT's mobile app to speak to ChatGPT and to have it respond back to you, um, which I think is, uh, I think familiar for a lot of people, right? So working with, uh, you know, smart assistants like uh, Alexa or Siri or um, Cortana, I think, is, is that what the one used to be called, Cortana? Um, but I think this is uh, really, was the beginning uh, to show where ChatGPT and OpenAI is, is headed. Uh, it is multimodal. So that's that's when we started to get that, um, you know, in the last couple of months, as well as Dolly 3. So Dolly 3 is OpenAI's AI image generator, uh, a far, far step forward from Dolly 2. You know, Dolly 2 actually predated 
uh, chat GPT. A lot of people don't uh, remember or realize that, but uh, Dolly 2, their first, or, or sorry, kind of their first popular or first fully released AI uh, image generating model has been out for years now. Um, and, and it's such a huge leap to go from Dolly 2 to Dolly 3. All right. So that is the official. That puts a wrap on uh, official, quote unquote, uh, announcements and rollouts. Um, so, so now we're going to get into, um, you, you know, and I have it shared on the screen here. Uh, but, you know, if you're listening on the podcast, don't worry. Uh, you, you know, you're not going to miss too much. I'm going to try to do my best to explain some pictures and screenshots that we have coming up. But we have our late 2023 rollouts. Uh, so again, these are rumors, leaks, speculation, whatever you want to see. But I do uh, believe OpenAI will be uh, making some sort of announcement, whether it's at the November 6th developer conference, whether they announce something on their website, on their Twitter beforehand. But we're probably going to see some official announcement from OpenAI soon on some of these new features that have been leaking out. So all tools mode, excited, excited about that. Um, because that is essentially uh, when ChatGPT um, in one mode, you can work with multiple kind of previous modes. Uh, so, so more on that here in a second. And then the next kind of late 2023 rollout that we're already starting to see is the knowledge cutoff being updated, which will be very helpful to hopefully cut down on those, uh, those buggy hallucinations, right? When chat GPT lies or makes stuff up or, uh, you know, when you get that dreaded response that says, you know, as a large language model, I cannot tell you anything past this date, right? All right. So that's a very brief history lesson. So now let's, let's dive into these things uh, a little bit more, okay? Especially uh, the future as we look at the near future and some of these newest leaks. So again, uh, we're going to describe these a little bit more. And these are, uh, I'm, I'm calling them unofficially official, but they are user confirmed. So, you know, many users who have access to these have been uploading videos, screenshots, et cetera. Uh, our team does not yet have access, just full disclosure. You know, we kind of got uh, Dolly early. We got some other uh, modes pretty early, but uh, we do not yet have uh, some of these. But uh, let's, let's just go ahead and take a look. So the big one, I think here, is the knowledge cutoff. So again, uh, these are, these are uh, kind of uh, rumors, but I'd say they're kind of confirmed, right? So the initial knowledge cutoff inside ChatGPT was September 2021. And let me just very quickly explain what that means and why it's important. Large language models are not ever evolving, right? There is a preset data set that essentially says, hey, this version this uh, this uh, release of ChatGPT, of GPT-4, is trained on data through this date, right? Um, so if you're new to large language models, think of it like this. Essentially, you know, a lot of these models, and they all have different release dates, so, you know, or uh, different knowledge cutoff dates. So when we look at things like, you know, Google Bard or Anthropics uh, Claude, uh, different release dates. So we're talking ChatGPT here. So the original cutoff, uh, was September, 2021. Okay. So essentially if you're working on anything and what I always tell people, right. I tell people this all the time. Um, there's very few things that you could be using chat GPT for that have not changed since September, 2021, which is why you always have to be careful, um, and strategic with how you use chat GPT. That's why we recommend always, 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 always using an internet connected plugin, uh, because things change, right? Even if we're talking about ancient history, right? Ancient history, 
has changed since September 2021, that original cutoff date, because there's been new discoveries, new explorations, right? Uh, we're always uncovering as humans new knowledge that we didn't have previously. So that's why um, you always have to keep in mind what you're using, uh, you know, ChatGPT4 in. Is it ever changing? And is it fluid? And I'd say most things are, but that's why it's uh, great news and encouraging news that we've seen some of these knowledge cutoff um, get, get a little more recent. So the initial was September, 2021. And then about two months ago, uh, for GPT-4, just for the paid version. Uh, and this was an official announcement. So it was moved to January, 2022. So we got another, what, like four months, right? Uh, but now, and um, I'm sharing these on uh, kind of some, some screenshots here. Uh, now it's showing uh, different, well, different, different versions, different versions, definitely. Uh, so I'm sharing a couple screenshots from users. I believe these were on Twitter. Uh, so one person saying, when is your knowledge cutoff? And then ChatGPT saying, uh, my knowledge cutoff is, uh, current as of September, 2023. Um, and then you have another user, a separate user asking what, uh, what is the knowledge cutoff? And then, uh, ChatGPT responding with April, 2023. So we are getting mixed reviews. Uh, you know, people are experiencing different things right now. However, I do think it is safe to assume even before, uh, you know, an official announcement from OpenAI is that we are uh, going to soon be looking at a 2023 uh, cutoff date, which is extremely encouraging news. And to tell you the truth, it is needed. You know, the fact that up until two months ago, that even on the paid version of ChatGPT, we were almost two full years uh, outdated. Um, I think it really set us back, uh, if I'm being honest, as a society trying to push generative AI forward and to use it in our companies and uh, in our in in our careers. Uh, I think that 2021 was extremely limiting um, and, and caused a lot of people to put out some bad information or just boring and dull and outdated. Uh, so the, the the knowledge cut off when we look at some of the leaks, uh, things that are kind of unofficially official. Uh, I think this is a big one here. All right, so let's go to the next one. So we have all tools mode. Uh, this is exciting for me because this is technically kind of the first true multimodal step from ChatGPT. Let's talk about that. What is multimodal? Um, I'd say the overwhelming majority of users who are using ChatGPT or other large language models, you know, your, your Bing chat, your... You know, you have your Poe, your Pi, your Bing Chat, your uh, Anthropic Cloud, your, uh, you know, so so many, right? So so many large language models, for the most part, how we're using them is text to text, right? We're putting in text and getting back text. Um, but over the last couple of months, we've we've had some new capabilities that have already been released from ChatGPT. So kind of when we talked about this GPT-4 or Vision, um, and I'm curious for, for, for those of you joining us live, what, what have you been, uh, what have you been using some of these new features? Have you used them? Um, are you using the voice capabilities? Are you listening to uh, chat GPT respond back to you? Are you uploading photos? Uh, but so some of these uh, features have already been, uh, available. However, they've been in separate modes, right? Uh, which is one thing that I that I've personally found annoying, um, and people, you know, over the last couple of months have said, "Oh, you know, we have multimodal um, ChatGPT," and it's like, "No, you don't," you know, uh, because as an example, 
up until this, you know, current uh, unofficial official <laughs> uh, leak, you've had to go into multiple modes to experience any kind of uh, multimodality, right? So that's when we're we're talking about not just inputting text and outputting text, right? Uh, but inputting text, inputting photos, inputting your voice in the future, maybe inputting videos, and in the same chat, having it be able to output not just text, but output photos, output videos, output PDFs, right? That is when we start to talk about multimodality. And that is when I think we really start to take a, uh, a step, if I'm being honest, to general, to, to, to artificial general intelligence, right? AGI, it's it's what OpenAI is openly working toward. It's what people fear so much is, is when these, uh, you know, generative AI and these large language models can all of a sudden, oh, you can start to... Uh, showcase intelligence that maybe humans aren't capable of. But I think that's that's the first step, right? Uh, whether you want uh, AI to get there or not, multimodal is is a required step. And so now with this rumored all tools mode, so I have a screenshot of it here uh, on my screen on the live stream, but don't worry, I'm going to read it off. Uh, so this is a success message that maybe some of us will be getting or a variation of this once we get access to this uh, leaked rollout. So it says, upload many types of documents, work with PDFs, data files, or any document you want to analyze, just upload and start asking questions. Okay. And then uh, the second kind of bullet point here is use tools without switching. Uh, so that's access to browsing, advanced data analysis, and Dolly is now automatic. If preferred, manual selection is still available under GPT-4. Okay, so let me talk about why this is important. Okay, and even as an example, uh, we usually twice a week run a free prompting course. I think we've almost had a thousand people go through it. Uh, so sometimes it's tons of people from the same company, uh, individuals, marketers, entrepreneurs, Fortune 500 leaders, uh, have all taken our free prime prompt polish course. And one thing that we always teach is, is you have to be very specific about the mode, about the mode you start in, right? Uh, because as an example, you know, uh, ChatGPT has the browse with Bing feature, uh, which allows you to essentially query the internet. It actually doesn't give you access to the internet how you might want, but it allows you to query the internet, right? And ask uh, the internet things, but you can't uh, visit specific web pages. Uh, but so let's say you you needed a chat that was important for your for your career, uh, maybe for your um, your company. Uh, if you were starting a chat in that mode, and if you wanted to use something like uh, advanced data analysis, you had to start a separate chat. So any knowledge that you had uh, shared, any kind of training or you know minute fine tuning that you were doing uh, with that chat to get better results is all lost. Right. So even though some of these modes, some of these tools were available separately, it wasn't very useful to tell you the truth. Because if, uh, you know, if you wanted an image generation from Dolly, your only option was to input text. But with this all tools, you know, some great things, and you've seen people that have early access, um, you, you know, doing some of these things is as an example, uploading a photo. And saying, hey, what is this? And hey, maybe create a better version of it. And then from that better version, maybe create a spreadsheet of every single object that's in there, right? So that's an example of now what you can do in this all tools mode and not having to switch, right? You can upload a, a PDF or an image, um, have ChatGPT 
query the internet to find out more information about it. And then Dolly can maybe draw another version of it or create a similar uh, a similar option to whatever you inputted. Um, and then you can do some advanced data analysis on it all within one chat. So this is, I cannot understate how powerful and how much functionality uh, this all tools uh, kind of uh, mode will bring to us all. And um, the capabilities are endless. So uh, FYI, if you haven't taken our prime, our free prime prompt polish course, uh, make sure just type in PPP uh, in the comments here on the live stream. Or, you know, if you are listening on the podcast, uh, we, we we have that information in the show notes as well. So you can, you know, also there's always a link to reach out to me on LinkedIn, email us, just, just let us know. But we'll even be updating. Uh, as soon as this is released to the general public, we'll be updating you know, our free course. So uh, you can really understand how to take advantage of all tools mode because I think it's extremely powerful. All right. So hey, this is Jordan, the host of Everyday AI. I've spent more than a thousand hours inside Chat GPT and I'm sharing all of my secrets in our free prime prompt polish chat GPT course that's only available to loyal listeners like you. Here's what Lindy, who works as an educational consultant, said about the PPP course. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting the results from ChatGPT that I needed and wanted. And after taking the PPP course, I now realize that I was not priming correctly. So I will be heading back into ChatGPT right now to practice my priming, prompting, and polishing. Everyone's prompting wrong, and the PPP course fixes that. If you want access go to podppp.com. Again, that's podppp.com. Sign up for the free course and start putting ChatGPT to work for you. Now, let's let's get into the fun stuff, shall we? So this episode is about the future of ChatGPT, right? And what it means. So we gave you a history lesson, a brief history lesson. And we also uh, explained some of these uh, things that should be available in the near future, some of these kind of recent links, uh, re- recent leaks, you know, this, uh, the new um, knowledge cutoff uh, reportedly in 2023, the alt tools mode, which I think will be uh, extremely powerful. But now let's talk about the future of OpenAI and ChatGPT and what it, what it actually means. All right. So here we go. I have, I have a list here of some facts, but also some predictions. All right. So like we already talked about, this is the first use case, at least inside ChatGPT, of true multimodal, right? Um, I actually think, you know, Google Bard was uh, a little ahead of, of, of the multimodal. Uh, the results aren't that great, if I'm being honest. But, you, you know, Google Bard has already had a little bit better version of a multimodal. But this will, uh, once ChatGPT fully rolls this off, this will by far be the most powerful uh, and true version of multimodal chat, which I do believe is the history. Let me tell you this, this, or this is going to be how we interact with the internet in the future, right? Whether that's in, uh, three weeks or three years, I don't know, but multimodal, um, interaction with large language models or hybrid, you know, kind of like what you've seen with Google's new uh, SGE search generative experience. Uh, but the ability to always not just upload text, but your voice, photo, spreadsheets, PDF, video. The future is multimodal conversations on the internet. And this will be, 
once it's fully released to us all, the first true multimodal. So it's exciting. Second, up-to-date information. My gosh, working, I mean, literally, I, I think it was seven weeks ago. I think we were in September uh, before the, uh, the September 2021 knowledge cutoff got bumped to January 2022, uh, 2022 for paid users. But having up-to-date information is paramount. Um, it is going to help content creators create better content. It's going to help, you know, if you're using, let's just say as an example, if you're using uh, chat GPT for a job search or to grow in your career, it's going to make it much more um, impactful. I think so much of the early knock, quote unquote, on generative AI and large language models and chat GPT was hallucination, was lies. And the number one cause, well, 1A and 1B, uh, 1A is uh, the knowledge cutoff was just too far back. The world changes so quick. Industries change so quick. Um, and, and if you're working on uh, a knowledge cutoff that's even six to 12 months old, it's kind of difficult. Uh, so that's 1A. 1B is you should be using plugins mode for everything. So that's also like even, even where I'm at, like, hey, if I want to get on predictions or uh, hey, wishlist open AI, let's let's hopefully have all tools. Let's have that include plugins as well. Because if I'm being honest, if all tools, if this new all tools mode where you can have this true multimodal and you can switch between, you know, Dolly and advanced data analysis and browse with Bing and all of these things, if it doesn't include access to plugins, I'm not going to use it as much. And I would still recommend people not as, as well, or not as much, because here's the thing with plugins, that is how you open your work to the rest of your workflow, right? That's the only downside. Hey, even with this true multimodality, everything's still trapped inside of chat GPT. Uh, but with plugins, you open up what you can do, not just the, uh, kind of opening up the communication, but, um, the, the, the features and the functionality now that there's, uh, I believe 1200 plugins, right. Um, and being able to, you know, have a Zapier plugin allows you to have two-way communication with the rest of the entire internet. So as exciting as this true multimodal or all tools fun uh, mode will be, I hope it eventually includes plugins mode as well. All right. But regardless that, uh, up-to-date information does mean fewer hallucinations, which is huge. Um, all right, so here's here's some more predictions. Some more predictions. Uh, real time collaboration. That can't be too far off. It can't, uh, because the future, the future of work as we know, it's 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 remote. It's hybrid. It's in person. It's all over the place, right? Um, but what that means is everything is collaborative, and that's the one thing right now where I think large language models. Uh, maybe ChatGPT specifically really struggle in is being into, being able to share, right? People know you can share chats, or I think most people know, or maybe you didn't. But yeah, there's there's features where you can share chats with your colleagues, but it kind of ends there. You know, everything uh, in, in in theory still runs on your local account, uh, but I, I do think uh, we're going to see something soon from OpenAI that is more collaborative. You, you know that it's you know, Google Docs-esque where, um, you know, a team can access a chat, you, you know, so you can work on projects together. Um, if I'm being honest, I don't see a future where this doesn't exist in 2024, because if I'm being honest, if, if this doesn't exist in 2024, um, 
I think it just opens up the, the, the path for other competitors, whether it's, you know, uh, Google Bard or Cloud Anthropic or Bing Chat or whoever uh, to offer a better collaborative experience because the future of work is together, it's remote, it's hybrid. Um, so I think that has to be an option. Uh, the next kind of fact and prediction is more uh, having this be more affordable for developers. Uh, and when we kind of reference this uh, November 6 uh, developers conference that's happening here in a couple of days, um, it's kind of what this uh, at least official announcements have been based on. Uh, this is, you know, uh, allowing better, easier, and more affordable access for developers to work with OpenAI's API, right? To build uh, your own products and services using uh, their API. Uh, so kind of these, you know, wrapper companies, quote unquote, so to speak, right? Uh, so it is, knowing, uh, it is known that that is going to be happening, uh, making that more affordable for developers. And kind of my... My last here, as we wrap up uh, this show on the future of ChatGPT and what it means, uh, my last kind of uh, prediction on, on the future of ChatGPT and what it means is um, ChatGPT Enterprise, right? So, so much of the time we're just talking about the commercially available, the, uh, you know, the ChatGPT that we all use. You log in, anyone, create an account. Uh, you, you know, pay $20 a month for ChatGPT Plus and you get access to all these things. But uh, ChatGPT Enterprise, it hasn't been talked about a lot. You know, it was announced, uh, you know, a couple months ago and it's being rolled out. But I do think the combination of ChatGPT Enterprise and Microsoft 365 Copilot also being released here shortly, uh, at, at least for enterprise uh, customers, it's going to change the narrative on Gen AI. Because I think unless you are an AI enthusiast, an early adapter, you probably still aren't uh, being uh, exposed to a lot of Gen AI in your day-to-day, -day, right? Maybe, I mean, maybe if you're a marketer, a content creator, you know, a, a specialist in, in, in one of those fields or an enthusiast, right? Uh, an early adopter. If you're not one of those things, chances are you're not using uh, a lot of AI on a day-to-day -day basis, a lot of generative AI. Again, maybe, uh, you, you know, in your Google search, you have the, uh, the search generative experience, which is kind of the, the, uh, traditional search plus AI hybrid. So maybe you're using that a little bit, but I do believe that chat GPT enterprise, which, um, allows teams to kind of work together, uh, to have more control of your data and privacy, uh, a, a little more fine tuning, but then also, Microsoft 365 Copilot, which I personally think, um, and I've had episodes about this before, I think it's going to shake the economy. I think it's going to change how we all work. But I do think that those two things um, is going to change the narrative on Gen AI. Because up until then, a lot of people looked at AI and they're like, oh, it's not very good. And they just see people, you know, creating, creating mediocre content and, uh, you know, with chat GPT and not putting a lot of work in. So I think uh, the general population, at least here in the U.S., the general workforce has only seen the maybe potential of generative AI, but they have not seen specifically it in use. They've only seen uh, kind of uh, mediocre examples or just talking promise. So I still think if we, even if we talk about the hype cycle, right, I still think we're early on. And I think that uh, as we move forward with some of these new features in ChatGPT, Microsoft Copilot, uh, we are going to go from uh, a certain point of the hype cycle 
Um, and we're going to start to realize, oh, no, this is real. We're using it in our day-to-day. -day. So thank you for tuning in. But I want to know. I want to know from you. Let me know in the comments here or you know, hit us up. Uh, I love, I love hearing from podcast listeners, you know, people who say, Hey, found you on Spotify. I've been listening all the time. Uh, let me know, you, you know, shoot, shoot, shoot us an email, connect with me on LinkedIn, but I want to know from you, what do you think, uh, is the future of chat GPT? Um, do you think it's just hype? Do you think it's a phase? Do you think we're early? Do you think it's already on its way out? I want to hear from you. And also even what about the future, right? So we talked about some of these uh, unofficial official leaks, right? Uh, this this all tools uh, all tools mode and the knowledge cutoff changing. Is that going to change the way we work? Is Chat GPT going to become uh, this uh, change from this this tool that um, we don't really know about to an integral part of our day to day lives? I think so, but I want to hear from you. And I also want you to go to youreverydayai.com, sign up for that free daily newsletter. Uh, again, every single day. Eh, well, sometimes it's just me, your host here, but mostly every day we bring on expert guests and we tackle a topic, not just that, but we break it down into great detail. So make sure you go, if you want your dose of AI news for the day, make sure you go to youreverydayai.com, sign up for that daily newsletter. And we're going to be breaking today's episode down in even more depth. And also we have a, we have another special episode planned. So, so make sure, make sure that you tune in uh, this week. Cause we're going to be talking about just in general, general, uh, generative AI and how disruptive uh, things are going to be now as we enter this phase with ChatGPT Enterprise, Microsoft 365 Copilot. It's going to be an exciting episode, and I hope you join us, and I hope to see you back for another episode of Everyday AI. Thanks, y'all. And that's a wrap for today's edition of Everyday AI. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating. It helps keep us going. For a little more AI magic, visit youreverydayai.com and sign up to our daily newsletter so you don't get left behind. Go break some barriers and we'll see you next time.